Hey guys, welcome to Gus Bus Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Angus Smith. Uh, it's my job in this podcast to show men who feel like that they're getting old, what it is they need to do in order to feel younger, look better, and have more energy. So let's get stuck into this week's episode. So we all know that having too many calories is going to be one of the things that's going to stop you with your uh, your fat loss goals. So, And one of the things that contributes the most to that is liquid calories from soft drinks and from beers and from cordial, okay? so But we all get sick of drinking just plain water. It can get pretty boring. So what I do, I um, I get some soda water. I have a soda stream. I add some, some lime juice. And I drink about three of those a day um, because I, I get sick of just drinking plain water. Um, so soda streams are a really good way to go, but it can be pretty annoying having to go into the surf station or into Woolworths and get a park at the Civic and walk around. So if you're looking for an easy alternative, go and see Scotty Hooper down at Bruce Store Noosa. Um, you can find him on Instagram, Bruce Store underscore Noosa. Um, awesome service. You go in and you can get your soda stream refills for $15 so cheaper than the other places and way more convenient so go and see Scotty tell him Angus sent you and stop drinking your boring water whilst maintaining your health and fitness goals all right guys so I'm going to go through um, steps steps to success tonight um, I think a lot of the time, you know, there's a lot of things to do when it comes to fitness, whether it's like you build your strength up or um, whatever it is, body composition, performance, etc. There's a lot of things you want to do, right? So if you have, end up trying to do everything at once, then you end up with very little of anything. All right, so it can be pretty overwhelming. And that's, um, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Um, you know, should you go keto? Should you go vegan? Should you go carnivore? Should you strength train? Should you do hip training? Should you do long, slow distance cardio? There's lots and lots and lots of information out there. And that's probably why, you know, the fitness industry is worth over $100 billion a year, but the majority of the world's um, population is overweight or obese, right? And so our biggest killers are diseases that are related directly to um, inactivity, poor food choices. So depression, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, degenerative brain disease, all of these things are, are preventable through movement, nutrition, um, but if it's overwhelming, you don't really know where to start. <clears throat> That's what we're going to try and sort of shine a light on today, right? So it's not, not through lack of wanting. There's just so much information to sift through. So we're going to go through it all. So where should you be starting, right? So I've listed what I believe is listed in, import, in order of importance, okay? I'm going to go through each one of them um, and have a few points on either of each of them. But yeah, I think like one thing leads on to the other. And as I explain them, it's going to kind of make sense why, right? The big problem I see in the fitness industry as a, as a whole, with things like, um, you know, F45 and CrossFit and these high intensity sort of environments is that um, they're trying to like, they're trying to do this high performance stuff, which is the last thing on the list, right? At the very beginning. So you see people who don't know how to move properly, they're overweight, they've got sore joints and they're coming into a system where they're expected to be able to jump and run and like do all of these things that are super high impact on their joint when they haven't laid the foundation. So there's no wonder people are getting injured and people are just churning through the doors of these places. Um, and I think there's just like, there's a better system to it, right? Like, especially like you take CrossFit, for example, 
you look at the high level CrossFit athletes and that's what everyone's trying to replicate every day in the gym. But these people, athletes and they're, they're doing this. That's not how they train the majority of the time. The majority of the time they're doing all of these other things, right? Which I'm going to go through. Okay. So the first thing, um, that I think you should get on top of is nutrition. So how to eat right. So majority of the world's population, okay, are over-consuming calories, over-consuming carbohydrates, under-consuming protein, um, and under-consuming healthy fats. Okay, so what happens then when you're eating these, you know, when, with an over-consumption of carbohydrates and over-consumption of bad fats, what's happening is you end up with, um, you end up with, uh, you know, high calorie content. You end up with a lot of insulin in your system. And as a result, your body stores excess body fat and become insulin resistant, stress levels and everything go up. So I think the easiest way to get, the easiest thing you can do to get started is to work on nutrition. And our big focus is focusing on protein, high quality fats, and making sure you're getting a calorie um, a calorie deficit. Okay. So no matter what you're doing, if you, if your calories are in a calorie surplus, you're not going to lose weight. Um, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting protocols. I think it's just a really good way, a simple way to get into a calorie deficit without having to count calories. Um, and it gives your digestive system a bit of a break as well. But you know, you do have to be careful with intermittent fasting. You can go too far with it. If you're someone who's on um, a medication or if you are, um, someone who's had an eating disorder before or suffer from anxiety or depression disorder, then it might be a good, op- good idea to speak to like a, a, a doctor or a health professional before you get into that. But um, yeah, I think, I think intermittent fasting is a really useful tool for nutrition. I've had some really good results with it. All right. The second thing, um, sleep and hydration. Okay. I didn't, I, I kind of put these before stress because if you're not getting these right, this is going to lead to a, higher stress response anyway and um, i nearly put them first as well but i think like you know if you're not getting your nutrition right to start with then you're going to have trouble sleeping anyway but sleep and hydration are two massive ones super simple um easy to implement but a lot of people are not getting it right so you want to be making sure you're hitting three liters of water per day just basically eliminate soft drink eliminate alcohol eliminate beer eliminate juices the only thing you're drinking should be water, okay? People get sick of it, but more or less just act like an adult and drink water. Um, it's, a, it's the simplest thing you can do. Drink enough water is going to lower your stress levels, cortisol levels as well. When you are dehydrated, your brain doesn't function properly. You get That means you're going to get into a bad mood. Um, none of the functions that go with on, on within your body are happening properly. And same goes for sleep, right? So... You can be doing all the training in the world that you like, but training is actually another stress. It breaks the body down. So if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're not getting the regenerative um, properties that we need that come from sleep to to build us back up, okay? Um, So yeah, sleep and hydration are massive. Sleep, you want to be getting at least eight hours of sleep per night. Um, Simple way to get, you know, a couple of simple tips to sleep is, um, you know, no caffeine after noon. No heavy meals uh, two hours before bed. No white light, so no phones or screens an hour before bed. And then just trying to get into a good routine of going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time. That's all going to help you get into those stages three and four of sleep um, and your REM sleep where all of the 
regenerative process happen where all of the um with with REM sleep like you know processes memories everything's sort of stored it's like that happens during the sleep and the REM sleep uh the third thing so nutrition is number one number two sleep and hydration that leads into stress okay if you're not getting those first two right then your stress response is going to be super high anyway all right so if you're not getting enough sleep you're stressed you're dehydrated you're stressed um you know you're you're not getting the right foods in you're putting stress on your body and then you add on top of that exercise which is another stress then you're just on the a fast track to injury inflammation burnout okay so you need to get on top of stress before you even think about the gym easiest way to get started with stress management is just box breathing uh, we do it at the end of all of our sessions at pegasus but basically what box breathing is it's breathing deep into your diaphragm so the diaphragm is the big muscle that sits underneath your lungs that helps with breathing okay a lot of people don't know how to breathe with that properly and as a result they're breathing from their upper respiratory system the upper respiratory system is connected to your your fight or flight stress response okay which is like your emergency stress response so you're always breathing from these short shallow breaths you're always putting your body into that stress response and the easiest way to start bringing that back down is to use the breath okay breathing deep into your diaphragm four seconds in hold in for four seconds four seconds out hold out for four seconds and just bring your mind really quiet just back into focusing on the breath. Okay. That's the simplest form of stress management, simplest form of meditation. And then outside that you can start looking into, yes, yeah, some, some meditation, some mindfulness kind of work. Um, there's a heap of really good apps for that. I know I use headspace. There's another one called calm heaps of resources out there on the internet to start bringing your stress response back down. But um, if you've got a health and fitness goal, like you need to be doing these things first before you even think about the gym. Okay. Number four, injury mitigation. Again, as I said before, a lot of these gyms come in, they're real focused on high intensity, go, go, go sort of training, but there's no real movement screen. There's no real, um, no real focus on making sure that people don't injure themselves. It's not a, it's not something they really care about. They just want numbers in the book. So, and a lot of people to the mindset is they think they need to be flogging the shit out of themselves in order to get a good session. But the truth is if you can't move properly, then you've got no, uh, if you've got injuries and you can't move properly, then you've got no right adding intensity into your workout. Your focus might be a little bit more boring at the start, but you're laying that foundation. You really need to work on your mobility. You need to work on if you've got any existing injuries, rehabbing them properly and just taking your time um, you know, because you lay the foundation now, you're going to get much, much further down the track if you spend the time doing that. Um, number five, so done your nutrition, your sleep, your stress, you're on top of that, you sorted out your injuries. Now it's time to learn how to move properly. <clears throat> Again, no point adding any load onto this yet if you don't know how to move properly, all right? It's like picking up a guitar and then thinking you're going to shred a solo without taking the time to teach your nervous system how to use the basic chords strength training is a skill like anything else like kicking a ball like learning to surf like riding a bike you know you need the training wheels first you need to learn the basic progressions you need to learn the terminology before you start adding intensity and load um it's again it's just like moving really slow 
controlled movements, focusing on tempo, focusing on positions, really thinking about what you're doing consciously so that then it can become a subconscious um, pattern down the track. And then when you do get into those high intensity sessions, you don't have to think so much about the positions because your body's learnt them already. Um, the next I've put in there is body composition. Okay, so body composition, I put that before strength and mobility, they kind of cross over, but body composition, if you can, if you can get leaner, um, then it's going to make athletic endeavors a lot easier. Basically, everything is going to be a lot easier if your body composition is in a, um, in the, within the healthy range, right? So men and women are going to be different. Women are going to carry a little bit more body fat than men do. Um, you know, you know, they're going to be carrying babies. Their physiology is a lot different to men's men need to be getting down. I would say like, you know, if you're in your 20 to thirties, um, you know, guys should be aiming to get under 10% body fat for optimal body composition. It's going to make being an athlete better. Um, you're going to be stronger. Your mind's going to work better, less chance of injuring yourself. So that kind of ties in with the nutrition thing, but that would be my next focus. Once you've learned how to move properly, it's like, all right, let's work on getting my body composition into within the, the healthy ranges. Um, and then we can focus on the next things after that. So number seven after that is just building your strength and mobility. So body composition, strength and mobility, they're going to kind of cross over. You're going to be focusing on them more or less at the same time with your training. But strength and mobility, you want to build a solid foundation, a solid base. You want to at least be able to you know, working towards squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing your own body weight. Again, that's going to become easier if your body, if you're not carrying any excess body fat, if you're carrying an extra 20 kilos body fat, then, you know, squatting your body weight is going to be a lot harder than if you weren't carrying that extra weight. Okay. And then strength and mobility go hand in hand as well, right? If you've got more range of motion and you build strength in that range of motion, you're going to get into better more advantageous position biomechanically to perform a lift um more safely so strength and mobility that is step number seven and then the last thing once you've gone through all of those steps and you've ticked all those boxes that's when we can focus on the performance aspect okay so this is like this is when we're talking about competing in a crossfit competition or um performing for your sport it's the last step that people should be chasing but unfortunately it's the first thing people want to chase because everyone is super impatient and they um yeah they, they don't want they don't want to do the the other stuff first they just want to do the the fun looking stuff right they're just looking at people's highlights reels on instagram they're seeing people do pbs every single day of the week and like doing all this high intensity stuff and they think that's how you should be training but really that's just the tip of the iceberg. You need to be really laying this foundation with the other stuff there first. So that's my, that's my eight steps for success guys for the gym. Number one, make sure you get nutrition, right? So focus on protein, good quality fats, intermittent fasting, sleep and hydration, eight hours sleep, three liters of water per day, managing your stress. So you want to be starting with your, breath work and then maybe moving into some meditation some mindfulness practices any injuries you want to make sure you get on top of them before you start doing anything else 
Then you want to learn the correct movement patterns for the things you're going to be doing before you start adding intensity. Then you work on your body composition back within the healthy range, which is going to make your strength and your mobility easier. And then the last thing is your performance. All right. So I'm last thing I'm going to do guys is go through a couple of, um, you know, my rules for training as well, sort of, based off those things we just spoke about. So first thing, first thing is yeah, you want to walk before you can run. Right? No one ever comes out of the womb and they're sprinting, doing all this fancy stuff. You have to start somewhere and lay the foundation. You can take, need to take this approach to everything in life, whether it's learning an instrument, whether it's juggling, whether it's gym, whether it's your career, you're going to start at the bottom and you're going to learn and apply your skills as you go. Uh, listen to your body is my second rule. So if you're injured, don't do the thing that's going to injure you. Um, this also comes into play when you're thinking about, are you putting in enough effort, right? If you're just kind of going through the motions with your training and not listening to your body, then you're not really going to get the result that you're chasing. But if you're listening to your body and you're adjusting the weight accordingly to make sure the intensity of the session matches what your outcome wants to be, then you're going to keep moving forward. Get leaner, get stronger, life will get better. Um, life will probably get longer too. You know, there's a correlation between, you know, once you start losing strength, once you start losing muscle mass, and once you start gaining fat, then life expectancy comes down. So if we can build more muscle mass, your body's going to tolerate um, crappy foods a bit better for one, but you're going to get stronger. Your nervous system's going to be... Um, have more capacity down the track. Your bones are going to be more dense. You're going to be, have better balance, better coordination um, by getting stronger. Um, and then, yeah, consistency is beats intensity. Okay, so you see, you see this. You ever, you've, we've all done it. You go to the gym, you flog the shit out of yourself, and you can't walk for a week, and then you come back, you do it again. So, you know, you over a three week period, you might have done six sessions at ninety percent. <clears throat> whereas if you can come in every day and train at 70% four or five, six times of the week, that's going to add up a lot more to getting the result that you want, right? So your body's going to adapt to the stimulus you give it. The more consistently you give it a stimulus, the more of a change you're going to see within, within your body, within your physical capabilities. And then don't cheat. Um, you know, you're going to know everyone's going to know if you've cheated, right? Like you see people cutting reps, you see people not logging um, some of the food that they've eaten that they probably shouldn't have eaten. You know, you're only cheating yourself if you cheat. So, you know, you need to do the prescribed reps. You need to eat the prescribed foods. You need to do the work. Cheating is not going to get you anywhere and you're not going to be fooling anyone if you do that as well. So I'll stop my share there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to pop you, or has anyone got a question? If you do, just pop your hand up and I can take you off mute. Any, any thoughts, revelations, anything you want clarification on? That makes sense to everyone. Yep. Cool bananas. Felt like I was talking for a while then. Was I talking too quickly? <laughs> kind of, kind of. I'll take you guys off mute. Kind of went into a bit of a <laughs> went into a um, went into a trance. 
Yeah, no, that was a bit What was that, Zara? I feel like I'm back at school again. See it. Taking notes and listening. That's good, good, good. We're working on some more. We're work I'm going to stop the stop recording there.